Our <laughs> guest this week is Monica Bermudez. She is an intuitive quantum energy healer, a light language channeler, and a Lumerian high priestess. Monica is a motivational and inspiring speaker, uplifting and releases her audiences from their heartbreak to feeling increased clarity, confidence, love, and joy. She is a number one international best-selling co-author of the book, Creating Your Legacy. After experiencing a heartbreaking, emotionally draining, and painful divorce, Monica started to really dig deep within her soul to make transformational shifts in her ancestral and karmic patterns. A miraculous breakthrough took place when Monica unexpectedly began channeling light language, which created a quantum energetic shift for profound emotional and spiritual healing. Hello, Monica. I'm so glad you joined me. <laughs> I am just so ecstatic to be here with you, David. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes, I'm so glad. I know it's the second time we're doing this, and I'll explain to you guys later about why we're doing this <laughs> over again. But I had a little problem with the with the record button. But um, <laughs> but what I wanted when we met each other, we um, first um, I met you when we um we are both members of Aramark, the ancient and mystical order rose crucius and during one of those um um gatherings um we met and i think at some point we exchanged phone numbers or email addresses for some reason and we always have stayed in contact over the years and this podcast and even you doing your spiritual work has allowed us to today have this conversation and hopefully many more conversations in the future. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that. And I feel like, you know, from this conversation that we're going to have in this, you know, podcast show will lead into other like areas of discussions in the future. For yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I want to educate our listeners on what exactly is an intuitive quantum healer. Intuitive being our own interconnection with our higher self. Uh, quantum, you know, being that uh, getting to the root cause at a very accelerated level and going through the layers of healing using energy specific unique codes. Um, mm. which I use through light language and I use my intuitive tool, you know, spiritual tool to explain and mentor what is happening with the energy that the person is receiving through those light codes. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm an intuitive quantum energy healer. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I talked about in, in the intro was about light language and how you channel that light language is an intricate part of being an intuitive quantum healer. Yes, it's a big part of the work that I do with what I'm being called to do for others, you know, and the clients that I have, you know, right now, which I now call my initiates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've been experiencing some very deep transformational spiritual alchemical magical experiences and they just don't have any words for it you know because it's really just like they surrender to the energy to what is the energy just does its work and mm -hmm. some of my you know clients have called it um energy spa 
<laughs> yeah. That they've used. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that because I'm assuming that when um when your initiates are working with you, they're working through maybe some trauma, some drama, some past hurts, um, some karmic um, difficulties. And through your channeling, through your uh, basically quantum healing, you are offsetting that, giving them information um, that's being you know, coming through a higher source, maybe th even through them. Um, I I'm assuming yes. that's yes, what... that's exactly right. And I'm really more of a catalyst and a facilitator because, and what I tell them, what I tell my initiates is that this uh, power and all that they already have is already inside of them. And so all I'm doing is just really facilitating and just shuffling that energy and spiritually alchemizing it and activating certain DNAs and aspects that they already have and having them see for themselves and feel it for themselves, you know, what they're experiencing. So this is, you know, their own experience that they're having. So they're connected again to themselves connected to their higher self, in other words. So it's helping them to remember, reconnect, and revive and renew themselves in all aspects, you know, and that's really what um, I've been doing with the work. And a lot of it is also a very, um, my strongest ability is to work with the chakras in the human grid system. Yeah, and I love so it. That's I love what I've been doing. The comments about the chakras, you know, I, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. and we need to have a conversation on the chakras, yes. the dark night of the soul. All of those are, are amazing uh, conversations that, put, that we put that on the list of topics. To talk yes, about next. <laughs> yes, yes, because I'm telling you, we can go really deep in this and, and it's all yes. about healing. It's definitely all about healing. And Monica definitely um is a person who is like she said a catalyst for that healing and we're going to get into all that we're going to get into uh you know how are you a catalyst and how do you channel and the dark night of the soul so we're going to get into all these wonderful topics um during this episode yes. so it's going to be a definitely a treat what is light language and how do you channel light language let's begin there so light language is energy codes and it's all pure sound vibration and it's a language that comes from the different stars in the solar systems the person who channels light language is very unique to them and to their own frequency of their own soul so you know it's whatever is coming up for them that is unique for them um how it gets channeled is something that just gets activated in someone it's already part of our DNA, if that is your soul calling, let's just say your soul contract to speak it. Um, mm -hmm. Now, there are some people that um, actually do write it. And also, mm -hmm. you know, aside from just speaking it, it's one thing, right? But some people write it and other people just know how to read it and know what it's saying. Um, I know like when I channel my light language, many people have asked me, what am I saying? And it's not really that, you know, saying anything. It's just more of just the feeling of it's activating and transmuting and shifting, you know, other aspects of your DNA. Um, so like activating portions of your DNA that have been dormant for eons, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very spiritual, alchemical 
type, you know, magical type of energy codes. It's going at a very quantum level mm-hmm. in the quantum field of our energies. Mm-hmm. So and there's a there's a book that I read about the quantum field. Um, I've got the guy's name who wrote the book, The Quantum Field. But he goes, he, he's a scientist and he tried and what he does is he takes science and he takes um, these uh, spiritual fundamentals and concepts and sort of talk about them in a aspect of sort of putting them together, you know. And um, so when you say quantum is your meaning basically like the at the root, at the core, the you know, quantum means the very essence breaking things down to the very basic um, molecules. Yes, yes. And I mm-hmm. love that you said at the root because that's how my light language works. It breaks through all the layers of patterns and it gets right to the root of when it mm-hmm. all started, when mm-hmm. that pattern started. And so that's where the magic happens in the spiritual mm-hmm. alchemy. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. way a lot of people who I work with have described it. You know, mm-hmm. just um, amazed by the work of it and the outcome mm-hmm. and the results that I see and the people who are, have been working with me. And Greg Braden is the the guy who wrote that book about the quantum field, the quantum field, and um, and so. Um, to talk about, and we, and I have to say, we, we're having this wonderful conversation, and then I found out that I wasn't recording it. <laughs> so I found out, <laughs> so I, I turned on the, and you know what? I discovered that when you rewrite something, it actually turns out even better. So, yes. <laughs> so, so I think the second time was for us, right? It was just a practice. How, you know, you've already been um, a spiritual student for many years. This is not something you jumped into all of a sudden, but you did experience some heartbreak. And how did that heartbreak, um, how did it sort of did it make you a deeper spiritual person? How, how did it have an impact on you and your spirituality? Could you explain what happened and what caused that and how did you heal it? Yeah, so, you know, being a spiritual person, it's also a journey for us in this human life form that we're Mm -hmm. in at this time on Earth, Mm -hmm. because we're living in such a polarized, you know, dual world. So it just has these challenges. So at times we can all go through some dark night of souls. And I've had, you know, multiple, even in my spiritual life as, you know, growing up as I was little in it. And my biggest dark night of the soul was when I went through my divorce because it was like this boiling point, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like this um, epitome of everything coming together. And it made me realize when I look back at all my like romantic relationships, I was like, you know, none of them really worked. I just realized that mm. I've been actually, and I became very conscious. That's profound. Aware. I became so consciously aware. It's like, oh, I see a pattern here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so when I saw that pattern, it's like, I don't want this pattern anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was so determined that I said, I'm going to dig so deep into every part of my karmic pattern, you know, from my past lives. 
and even my ancestrals, you know, and I want to break all of them and I want to start shifting them. I want to work on myself. So I was really digging inside of myself, even as painful as it was, because confronting yourself is one of the biggest thing. You know, you talk about pride, you talk about your own ego, you know, right, right. And all an things. ego, that's so, a big one. So I'm like, you know, so I had to like face all that in myself saying, you know, well, I'm like, you know, this spiritual person also, but I don't understand why, you know, I'm going through all this. But then I had to like really, you know, you know, face myself and say that, you know, this is the truth. and This is, you know, an awareness that I now have to really start to surrender to this energy of this higher life force. And so the more that I started to shift a lot of those patterns, I started to get a lot more clarity and what my actual higher calling was of my divine mission on this earth and started to remember that and that's when the light language also got activated because Mm. i was surrendering more to my i am source and energy of my own higher self and Mm. just starting to transmute that ego you know the dark ego into aligning more with my higher self so it's becoming like this alchemical wedding that was happening Mm. inside of me that was going much deeper and deeper it's like i was going through this alchemist (laughs) process if you know yeah yeah you know the alchemy process right when Mm -hmm. you go through the um shifting of the putrefaction of the you know and then what rises you know everything turns into ashes you know i don't remember like all the terminologies and we talk about this step, <laughs> step process you know yeah. and and back in the day um alchemy there was turning base metals into gold that's what they was trying to yes. do with but you know some believe that it really wasn't you know them trying to transform transform uh transmute um base metals into gold yes. they were trying to turn their lower thoughts into higher thoughts yes. and transform their hearts and their consciousness so yes. so when we say alchemy or achilomy mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. that process that's involved of moving from one state of being to a higher yes. state of being i love that yes that's exactly right i love how you just described it and that's exactly what it is and it's like finding your own philosopher's stone, right? Yeah. And that is the inner core of your entire being. When you start to tap into that, that's where you get your clarity. That is where you get your trust. So any of those doubts that you're having turn into trust, you know, and then anything that may feel out of balance starts to rebalance itself and things just start to like fall into place and fall in line. Mm-hmm. You know, so then that's when you start to um, get into this whole spiritual um, alchemical wedding, as they will call it. Yeah, the alchemical <laughs> wedding. Yes. Yeah. And I love, you know, all the um, images that I remember seeing with, um, you know, in mysticism, they have so mm-hmm. much of these images of the mm-hmm. different alchemical stages. Mm-hmm. And so there is, you know, this this aspect that we are resurrected, in other words. So I felt like resurrected. Um, that's the best way mm. to describe it. You so, know, when I went so, through that heartbreak, I went through a resurrection. <laughs> so, so what? So basically, it. what that heartbreak did for you—that that relationship, that marriage ending—it was, you know, and, and and I could have a whole conversation about the dark, the dark uh, night of the soul that we yeah, have to come back and they, they have to, that that has to be a we have know, to <laughs> we have to because I went through that for seven eight years oh, we have you know? to have another conversation about yes this. because that was i mean i wish we would have talked about that earlier because i would have just you know hopped on that because yes. the dark night of the soul 
you know, everyone at some point in your life, you live, you live long enough, you're going to go through the dark, the dark night of the soul where, you know, what usually happens is you can come on the other side worse or come out on the other side better. And I stopped judging the circumstances behind that process. Because right. in your case, it was your marriage coming to an end. In my case, it was me moving away from a career where I had to start looking at what my values were, you know, and I mean, mm -hmm. there's been other, it's been, and also there's been relationships, you know, that have ended where that was also a dark night of the so. And for me, it, it hasn't happened once, it's happened more than once, you mm -hmm. know, because especially for spiritual people, it, it comes very frequently, but, yes. you know, but we know that this is a part of the process, the chemical process that we have to go through the chemical wedding that we have to go through over and over again in order to get our consciousness and our hearts uh, to evolve to higher states of beingness. Yes. So when you say that, you know, my marriage took them, that, that marriage ending made me go through the, the dark night of the soul and I had to use my spiritual knowledge, my spiritual two, tools, you know, which deepens those your toolbox as well. And sharpen the tools. It, it sharpens those tools. <laughs> and to get to the other side, to be a better spiritual person, to be a, a, a better human, to mm -hmm. see yourself in ways that you never saw yourself before. I think is an amazing thing. And that's what I'm hearing you say when you are saying that, look, I, this really turned my life upside down and made me look at myself in a very different way. And yes. because of it, it made me an even deeper, sharper person. And again, like you said, your spiritual twos are even sharper than they were before. Yes, yes. And it is um, a huge shift in perception and in so many other areas, you know, of our being and mm -hmm. learning how to navigate more, being more consciously aware, you know, mm -hmm. and awake, too, because mm -hmm. it's also, you know, every dark night of the soul, I, I see it as being a turning point in our life. Yeah. And it is a form of awakening process also. Yes. And yes. because we can go into different levels of awakening, we can always we're always expanding because we're always growing and learning by mm -hmm. something in our human lifetimes. And that's why we're here. This is all a school. You know, this whole yeah. place yes. of us being here on Earth is a school of learning. Yes, this is of, the Earth School. Know, <laughs> and it's an advanced class, you know, it's an advanced yes. class. <laughs> I would say those who are here on Earth are advanced and we're all here to learn and advance yeah, things, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, we, you know, I think, you know, when you, I was looking at one of your videos and you was talking about, you know, uh, about, you know, us making these karmic agreements before we even show up in this physical experience, you know, we agree to these heartbreaks, we agree to these lessons, um, you know, and, you know, even the difficult lessons, the hard lessons, we, we agree to them before we ever become um, reincarnated into this life. And we don't, most people don't really know that, understand that, especially in the West. And um, sometimes I think because we forget that we go, why me? Why me? Why, why is this happening to me? I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? 
and yes. and I try to when people tell me that I say you know you gotta be able to you know if I was to say to them hey you know you agreed to all of this <laughs> you know they would go they would think okay you know that's not very compassionate yes but, so I don't go start <laughs> I don't start there but <laughs> yeah, it's not a good way to start a conversation <laughs> nah well you, you agreed to it like okay <laughs> you know so I would start there but I do say you know that I stop judging the circumstances around what has caused me to get to a greater level of understanding yeah. you know it may be a, a failed relationship it may be my career isn't working out maybe my health is not where it needs to be um these are situations that are coming up for you in order to make your spiritual life stronger and that is the purpose of the dark night of the soul yes and i love that you said that you stop judging because that's really the key when it comes to kindness mm -hmm. and understanding and that's part of the compassion you know, when the heart begins to expand even more based on lessons of human lifetimes and, you know, healing and working on patterns and all that, the heart will expand so much that it turns into this compassion. Mm. And it just, you know, has this really deep understanding and kindness for others for what they're going through. Because in a way, you also, you know, everybody serves as a reflection, right? Yeah. What somebody else may be going through a pain, maybe something that you may have gone through some past mm -hmm. life as well, yeah. you know, or somebody is acting out of, you know, line with something that they're doing may have been something that we had done in a past life mm -hmm. as well. Law of, law of attraction. Yeah, law of attraction, you know, and as hard as it would sound for somebody, you know, when they uh, hear that a lot of the stuff that we're doing is also based on soul agreements and soul contracts, you know, mm -hmm. and all this, whether it's a karmic uh, rebalance, because that's really what we're doing is balancing the karmas from past lives. Mm -hmm. And karma, you know, I could talk about it for a while. It's like it's not um, necessarily negative, you know, so, so mm -hmm. positive yeah. karma, but it's actually really mm -hmm. neutral. Karma is mm -hmm. neutral. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of balancing. So if something is out of balance, it will have to like be rebalanced in a way. And so before coming or incarnating into life, we agree to like evaluate that karma and bring a balance to it in that mm -hmm. lifetime that we mm -hmm. choose. And we also agree with certain people that come in this lifetime that we will have certain karmas with them as well for rebalance. Yeah, we choose our, our mom, <laughs> we choose our dads. Yes. And, you know, especially when you're mad at them, yes. <laughs> like, I chose yes. these people, these family, why? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But, and you know, I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of this stuff is chosen at the soul level, right? This is mm -hmm. without the ego. Mm -hmm. And so, of yeah. course, like, when we're in our human body, we have the ego also. And so the ego is like, I don't understand why we picked this, you know, pick this person. Like, why did I marry you? Oh no, what would that what did my soul <laughs> had to learn to put up with this? You know. Right, so, right. You know, so yeah, you know, it, it, you 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 it's something that we have to learn as something that needs to be a part of our everyday vocabulary is that you know when things are happening to us 
that are great, we pat ourselves on the back and say, great job. And then when things happen to us that are bad, we pat ourselves on the back and say, great job. <laughs> you know, because both are there to make us more spiritual, um, balanced people. You know, mm -hmm. so for you, what spiritual principles that you had to sharpen the most in your spiritual oh, toolbox to get through? <laughs> yeah, to get through that painful divorce. Oh, definitely my intuition mm. and being able to discern exactly between the ego and the intuition. So that part, you know, was more sharpened. It's a discernment with discernment. The intuition of you know working a lot with the heart and i do a lot of messaging on the heart because that is where i started that is mm -hmm. where i did all my healing was in the heart and that's where it's been expanding tremendously and so that's the area that i focus on when it comes to like what is you know what is it that i'm receiving intuitively so that's something that i become as more i practice it you know the more i start to um feel that it is my intuition and so it's trusting it more you know yeah so that's really the sharpening piece of it is to trust it you know and go with it <laughs> yeah for me too that's something that i had to learn too was to trust my intuition if i would have trust my intuition more and now i just do my intuition my intuition said this is the way it is it's the way that it is mm -hmm. and sometimes i used to go oh this doesn't sound right it doesn't feel right i don't know well yeah. i wouldn't say feel right but it, it it didn't sound right it didn't make yeah it didn't make um it didn't make logical sense or it didn't yes. put money in my pocket like oh that's that don't sound right because that's the lower salary <laughs> and then you get right. there like oh this is the reason why my intuition was telling me not to accept so i learned that that's when my exactly intuition right. tells me no that's not where you want to go you know and even though it makes no logical sense i can't explain it i don't I, and i don't have the words to explain it or someone's asked me well why do you feel this way i'm like i don't know my intuition says this is what i should do and i'm doing it i don't have to explain to you i, I don't have, i don't even have to understand what it is i just know and then it always happened maybe it takes months weeks days years but it showed me oh this is the reason why i was being told to move this way and make this decision but it took me going through, you know, bumping my head, you know, it took me falling down for me to start going, I got to really start trusting my intuition if I want to stop bumping my head and falling on the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, I am with you on that because exactly what happened to me when I had the ultimate dark night of the soul, you know, after the divorce that I was, you know, getting these messages, um, a healer, that's my higher calling is to step into this healing, you know, healer role, this quantum energy healer. And I said, but that's not what I studied. <laughs> right. You know, my, my other aspect of the human analytical mind is like, but that's, that wasn't my study or my education. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that I want to be that, you know? Right. And so, <laughs> but I was being guided, you know, because that's what they do. That's what your guides do is to put you back on the path that your mm -hmm. soul agreement contract was mm -hmm. that you signed up to before you you incarnated into this life you know right and uh so i you know was feeling this past that it was like telling me to go in this direction and that i was going to be bringing in these new energy codes to this earth i was like no that can't be me <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and sure enough, because, you know, that's one of the things that I really had to sharpen my tool. And I asked for other, you know, external help from other channelers who had been channels, channelers for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, well, let me see what they say. You know, they don't know anything about me. So let's see, you know, if they pick up on something, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. kind of like testing it. And of course, they said exactly the same thing that my guy said without me having to say anything to them. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so maybe they- it confirmed it for you. <laughs> yes, it confirmed this. So I'm like, okay, the let same me really thing. work on myself. You know, I have I have and a story this. about that though. I had a story. I was in my mother's house, you know, just watching TV. It's like maybe 15, 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. You know, this at home in my mother's house, chilling, watching TV, minding my own business. <laughs> And um, my aunt was um, was visiting, and she was going to church that night. And she, my aunt, told me she's going to be in the bathroom. Someone's coming to pick her up. Uh, once she get here, just tell her, you know, she'll be out, be out in a moment. So a woman came to the door and said, uh, you know, I'm here to pick up your aunt. I'm like, well, she'll be here in a moment. Um, she's just in the bathroom. She'll be out. And um, and the woman said, can I tell you something? So she said to me, the woman that was waiting at the door, I'm like, oh, what, what, what she got to tell me? <laughs> you know, she said, you know, there's a calling on your life. You know, there's oh. a calling on your life and people are waiting for you, um, well, waiting on you. And I went, okay, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) They're waiting on me. You know. And so she said, well, just, just, you know, read this scripture, that scripture and, and everything. And, And my mother was waiting. It was in the kitchen listening to what she was saying. And I'm just like, okay, all right. Now, why did I tell her to come inside? <laughs> why, why she could have she waited outside, you know? And yeah. so, um, and then, you know, and then I had the same experience some years later. Um, I was at a stoplight. I had just quit my job. I had told myself, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to put up with this. I don't care how much you pay me. I'm not putting up with this crap. So I'm driving, you know, home. I'm upset. And at the stoplight, um, on the highway at a stoplight, a lady rolls, you know, um, you know, points at me, and she's trying to, you know, get me to roll my window down. And I'm like, what does she want, you know? And I rolled my window down. She says, "Can I tell you something?" I'm like, <laughs> that's what? how it starts. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, it's a calling on you, and there are people <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> You're getting the message through different channels, right? Thank right, you. <laughs> you know. And so it was like, and then so so I've been getting this message over and over again. From people telling me, you know, there's a calling on your life, and people wait. So I started oh, to I take that. it seriously at some point. Um, <laughs> you know, through the dark night of the soul, start taking <laughs> yes. it seriously because mm-hmm. especially when you're falling down and bumping your head and and and, and you're sticking to to things that necessarily doesn't you know um, it, like you say you know you have a degree in something that you wanted to pursue i have a degree in business and i'm like i want to i have my idea about what I, who i want to be in the world and when it doesn't fit who you are spiritually then we have a you're going to have a a um a situation on your hands where you're going to get some bumps out of the head until you say, you know what, I have to start honoring 
this soul agreement that's you know I made obviously before this incarnation or or that my higher self is wanting me to pursue and I just surrendered myself too I said you know what whenever you want me to do I'll just do it you know let me know that's exactly what happened to me as well after like maybe the third person confirming it I'll say okay I got the message now it's coming in you know same message but different channels right Mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. really what the channelers are you know you have different channels kind of like a YouTube channel where you tune into Mm -hmm. these different channels of information Mm -hmm. and you have you know similar people saying the same thing you know like Mm, yeah yeah (laughs) and so that's really how it is and at some point I said I surrender to this what Mm -hmm. is you know this Mm -hmm. isn't my soul calling my soul agreement Mm -hmm. and it is Mm -hmm. so you know and I you know started making my decrees and my you know stepping forward with it and accepting it that that Mm -hmm. is my role and so Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm here on different podcast show and you know talking with stories and I've been just having a blast you know so I had to like overcome a lot of things of myself like my own stage fright you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I can I can definitely you know for me I am an introvert you know which just means that I like to recharge alone or with few people as possible and you know, people think, well, that's kind of, you know, the opposite of <laughs> what you're doing. But it does take someone, it does take me that that moment of, of, of um, self-analysis and then, you know, time alone to really have something of value, value to share, you know. So I'm um, not saying that, you know, people who are extroverts don't, but I'm just saying that I, I was found on the path that I thought was cool for me yes. i didn't feel exactly. like you know I, I thought spirituality was was something that was fun i enjoyed learning about it reading about it it was just fun but i never thought that it would be something that i have to take so seriously where i'm like okay how is this going to pay for my life <laughs> you know that's when yeah. it gets like oh you know how is this going to pay for my life you know how and me discussing you know what we're discussing right now is going to put money in my pocket you know that was my exact case also because you know that i thought well i'm not educated in this i don't i'm not a reiki practitioner for example you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I was questioning all these things and going through all these doubts you know and then i had to like really work on certain like money blocks in relation to being a spiritual healer because the thing is that, you know, from these many past lives that I've had, many spiritual people suffer from this also with money blocks is that, you know, light workers themselves is because of the many of celibacy of, you know, all these vows of poverty from past lives, you know, yeah. where people tend to associate spirituality with poverty, you mm-hmm. know. And so I found that it's in many like light workers and spiritual people like us you know and many of the people who are listening to your podcast show that fall through this you know problem and um it is something that i really wanted to break inside of me and i've been breaking you know itself so Mm -hmm. when i started my business last year that was like a huge breakthrough for me you know to actually have like my first you know clients which i don't actually really call them clients anymore i call them like my initiates you know yeah because that's really where it's all like leading is to be initiated into the sacred heart 
And so that's, um, you know, something that is so key to like, you know, what I'm seeing with the patterns in that is that when our soul calls to us to our work, you know, the other mm-hmm. thing is to know that the universe has your back. And yeah, the I, universe I has your back. <laughs> you know, because that's the thing that I had to to surrender to was the universe doesn't give you a mission and a cause without the backing. You know, Jesus got your back. God has your back. So if there, you know, it, and so I, I had to surrender that because it's always going back to, you know, this isn't logical and this doesn't, you know, this isn't A, B, C, D, you know, what, what this, and getting, being able to surrender and say, you know what, I don't know how this is going to work. I just know that this has been called for me to do. And you know what? Everything just fell into place. It just like every step, just like one soon as I got to like now you're you're on you're walking on a, um there's a puddle or there's a, a stream, and you're like stepping on the, the little little uh, pebbles or or rocks trying to get to the next other side, and what I learned about life is that you will see the next stone once your feet hits the one that's in front of you. Once yes. the, oh, I and, love that. Yeah, and so I remember that once I put my foot on one stone, then once I do that, the next stone will be revealed. You're not going to see all of them into the to get to the side. It's definitely you're not. You're going to have to mm-hmm. step forward, and then once you step forward and move, mm-hmm. then the other stone will be revealed. So once I understood that, it gave me I, that my anxiety my anxiety stopped. The anxiety about uh-huh. what. Who's going to pay for this? How it's going to get paid for? You know, yeah. how I'm going to get the book done? How you know, it, the money just showed up. I, I I remember I was trying to get my book done, and I saw how much they wanted me to get my my first book done. I'm, and I could not sleep without thinking about getting it done. At this point, I was mm-hmm. at a place where I couldn't even get any rest until I got started on this. And then I found someone, a company, that was going to help me, and they wanted a, you know some nice money to get it done. And I knew yeah. that they could help me. Wow. And then, you know, actually, the, the following month, I had the money. It just showed up out of nowhere. That you is know. amazing. I love it's, that. And, yeah. And in every That's step, exactly right. every step just showed up, showed up. And I kept saying, you know, where's the money going to come from? Where's the money going to come from? I don't, I'm not going to pay for this out of my salary. Oh. And it was, <laughs> and no, none of it did. None of it came out yeah. of my salary. It was all just wow. showing up as I move forward to the next stone, to the next stone, to the next stone. I love that. It opened my eyes to see that there are some greater possibilities that I just am not aware is not, my logic is not going to cause to work, you know, you're going to, and then there have been times where I just had to, to just sit tight. Like, I'm like, you just, like my intuition was saying, don't worry, just sit tight. It's all taken care of. And I'm like, and I'm not used to that. It's like, I have to be like busy. I have to find something to do. I supposed to be, you know, like, no, just, I got you just sit tight. And I had to learn how to do that. And what I learned through that is people just showed up, just showed up. And so Mm -hmm. that was completely shocking to me, (laughs) you know, it's a surrendering energy. You just like let it be, you know, just trust mm-hmm. the intuition. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how you sharpen it. You know, that's how you sharpen your the toolbox of your yeah. um, tools, which is the intuition. And mm-hmm. the intuition is one of the most powerful tools in that toolbox. Yeah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm 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 strengthening that and I'm getting better at trusting um my intuition. And it's a process because as you were saying mm-hmm. earlier about sharpening your tools. And we think about sharpening tools with iron, like iron sharpens sharpens iron. But the truth is, is that um, our minds is like iron in a way that it can sharpen um, the our spiritual tools. It doesn't require us going through brute force to sharpen our spiritual tools. Something like surrendering is sharp, sharpens our spiritual tools, letting go, releasing, trusting. These are the iron that sharpens our spiritual tools. But we don't think about that in that way. We think about mm-hmm. grinding things. We got to, you know, knock a head against a wall. <laughs> Something has to be moving. Or, or yes. have to be sweating in order for you know for these things to happen, and it's it's not the case. So it yeah, took that's exactly a while right. To to get to get that. So yes, I love that. So why do what's the, your definition between spirituality and religion? So spirituality is in all of us. You know, to me, it's all about energy and working with the different frequencies of the universe and its energies, um, the vibration. Uh, We're always surrounded by all different forms of sound, right? Through music, through, um, you know, just talking to somebody, um, all of that, you know, has some aspect of spirituality in it. Um, Being, you know, connected to our I am source of our being. Mm -hmm. And religion to me is more (laughs) man-made. It's Mm -hmm. in a way, dogmatic you know that is pretty constrained to certain rules mm-hmm. of you know being um and i feel like you know in some ways some of the the religions have been corrupted through time you know yeah and so there may be like a reset point for it um at some point um where it aligns more with the theme of a spiritual nature because it, it just seems to be more divided. You know, there's some people that say that my religion is better than yours. And there's been many yeah. wars because of that, you mm-hmm. know, where they say that, you know, this is the way of my God. So they separate, you know, that each religion has their own separate God when it's really all about the unity consciousness, the Christ consciousness that we already carry in us. Right. And that is the underlying of the spirituality, you know, all things so like when mm-hmm. somebody says they're religious doesn't necessarily mean they're spiritual you know yeah you know what <laughs> that to is two differences. very true <laughs> you know that is very true so yeah. um so for for me i think that i i agree with everything you just said about about what spirituality means to me and what religion means to me i i definitely am very clear about the differences in it too some people do have a problem like because i remember i was i was telling someone i said i'm, I'm not religious I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual but i'm not religious and they were like what's the difference <laughs> and um and i'm like well one is someone is telling you how to get into heaven 
And yeah. the other one for me is I have to figure it out myself. I have to figure out yes. how I'm going to get into this heaven if there's such a thing. And and um, I don't believe there is a map. I believe that we mm -hmm. have to just sort of, you know, through us having this human experience or experiences, we we get there. You want to call it heaven, nirvana? You want to call mm -hmm. it self-actualization? Mm -hmm. You know, there are different words for it, but that's what we're all yeah. trying to Enlightenment. To to. En enlightenment, you know, whatever yeah, we're trying to call it. The map is inside in our most inner The map is heart. inside, yes. A, that's why I say, you know, that I say the heart GPS because our heart is really our mm. GPS. Yeah. And our guidance, you know, that we are, you know, and our spiritual guides also connect with us through our heart. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I focus it the most. And so mm. that is, you know, your GPS in your yeah. path, in the path yeah. that you're meant to be on based on your soul agreement and what you come to do here on this earth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what does the God, the God of your heart means? What does that phrase mean? And we, we both know what it means, you know, for us. But for those yes. individuals out there who are hearing that expression for the first time, the God, the God of your heart. Yeah, so we are uh, gods ourselves, you know, connected, interconnected through the heart itself mm -hmm. and when we say that we're gods we are, are that means that we are a creative force you know it's easy to fall into this victim pattern as to why all these things are happening to me rather than just mm -hmm, tuning mm -hmm. into the heart and saying okay where is this all leading to and why am i you know what is it that i need to learn from this experience that i need to break free from you know that's looking at it from a creative a force right and so the god of my heart you know the god within that is your most deepest inner voice of your i am presence your higher self you know it has like have many names to it um mm -hmm. but that's really like your own um wisdom that i say love wisdom you know it's like the the heart wisdom of your mm -hmm. being mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what is your definition of the soul so to me, the soul is all energy <laughs> mm -hmm, and it has mm -hmm. its own frequency and its own signature. And it just is, you know, of pure energy itself, which means that with that purity of its energy, it's pure love. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, gets buried um, in it is our emotions and our human experience tends to block that connection mm -hmm. to our soul. Mm -hmm. What is yes. your definition of the master within? So I would say it's it's similar to the God of your heart. <laughs> mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. the master within is really you and your higher aspect of yourself. Because each one of us has an ascended aspect too, which is our higher self. Yeah, the higher and aspect the higher, of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and the higher self of us is really already a master mm -hmm. you know, because like it it's a soul from that has evolved through so many like experiences of human lifetimes from this earth but also from the different star systems and when we incarnate into different bodies we fall into this veil right a veil of like 
forgetfulness and yeah. fall into this trap of illusion, thinking mm-hmm. that this world is our reality, but mm-hmm. this is just a world and of that, And that we're separate, and that we're separate, yeah. and we're not separate. No, we're not, and mm-hmm. we never were. And so the minute that you start to wake up into that is when you start to expand your consciousness and mm-hmm. connect more with your um, higher self and your you know master within yeah and which is also another form of saying our intuition you know and trusting that because that is also part of your own guidance Mm -hmm. that master within and i call it the intuition i call it my intuition um Mm -hmm. is in 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 tapping into that and and how do we awaken that master within by, you know, doing the things that we were talking about with the intuition and mm-hmm. surrendering to it mm-hmm. and just tapping into um, what I like to say, starting with the heart and tapping into that uh, mm-hmm. deep inner voice, which is the most, you know, silent and quiet type voice and most mm-hmm. gentle compared mm-hmm. to like the ego and stuff. The ego tends to get really loud mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. aggressive, you know, the, the dark side of it. So. You know, one of the things that know that because we're we're um, we were members of of Amorc, the ancient and mystical order Rose Crucis, and if you are a member, I'm quite sure you've been a part of a. Um, we have this. Um, uh, I wouldn't call it a ritual, but it's more so um, like a. We kind of get together in a group, and one of the questions in that group is how to awaken the master within and the the and that question is answered and the question the answer we say in that is um to know thyself to know thyself because it's stamped on the the temple of Defi. i think that's what mm-hmm. what and someone actually says well how do you know thyself <laughs> and it's trusting the master so it's sort of like trust the master within so it's all sort of connected trusting the master within knowing thyself and to know thyself you gotta do what trust the master within so that's that's that is to me the 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 pivotal of what i had to learn and what we're all learning you mm-hmm. know i don't think i don't think uh, you you never yeah fully coming to that we're always learning how to trust the Mm -hmm. master within and in order to trust the master within we have to know ourselves how do we know ourselves by trusting the master within you know so it's a little bit of of a conundrum well the way i see it is like in the dark night of the soul for example you get to know a lot of yourself Mm-hmm. And so because yeah. you're, working, you're confronting yourself, you're confronting your own fears, you're confronting your other aspects of your ego, because the shadow and the light are also a part of you, you know, being in this like human aspect and learning how to balance those two. And that's how you start to like learn about yourself as well, you know, and the more that you start to learn about yourself and get clarity in that is when you start to also trust, you know, your intuitions and start to discern that discern. and then you just start you start to um surrender you know to what is mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when you start to realize that you know that is how you build on the master within yourself as well yeah so definitely yes know thyself is such an ancient you know unlocking code 
that yeah. you know comes from ancient Egypt, but it actually mm. expands way back to Lemuria. That so many people, mm. and and then from Lemuria, from the stars, you know, not so many people mm. like realize that. But there's there's a lot of stuff that come from the star, our star family, mm-hmm. and they call them, you know, these other beings who we are a part of as well. But a lot of that was forgotten because of the veil that we are, you know, under. But mm-hmm. that veil itself right now, because of the ascension and the way the energies are going, is getting thinner, which means that a lot of people are starting to wake up and to wake up mm-hmm. and remember and realize like, oh, I am a cosmic being. I am a star seed. You know, mm-hmm. I am this, you know, light worker that comes to do this, you know, higher divine mission and this calling here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And all these people are waiting for me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, all wait, waiting for me. Like, I'm like, where are they? You know? And, and- and they're they're here they're they're waiting and they're waiting for you as well yeah. and and um i see this like i said when i first met you i saw this light that was there and um that i can clearly see that that light that you have many will benefit from it so um so yeah i i definitely could, could clearly see that so um, so I'm I'm glad that that you are aware of it now, and have become even more aware, becoming even more aware of it. There's always yeah. still more to become aware of. It's still always still more to to go, more to grow. But yeah, it's just, thank um, you so much for saying that. And I mean, I'm just like so um, glad to be connected with you and. I just admire everything that you're doing, you know, being having your own podcast, having your own book and all the things that you're doing. So I just, you know, felt that instant connection with you um, mm-hmm. being in this, or, you know, nonprofit organization together. So there's a reason why we connected, you know, there's yeah. a reason for the people we know, right. the people in our life, you know, mm-hmm. none, none of those things about coincidence. No, you know, there aren't like any. That, so. <laughs> very, very true. So, so how can our listeners find you and reach out to you? So the best way to find me is on the different social media platforms, starting at my website, because I have so many links there to Instagram, to my Facebook group. Um, and then also I'm on Clubhouse. So, you know, it's the latest and greatest social media. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so, so the website is probably the best place to start. Um, there's also my email address on there. And the website is www.sacredheartawakenings with an S at the end.com. And I'll leave that yeah, in the show description. And also yes. how to find you on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is, is great. I've been listening to Clubhouse and I, and I really like it. It's some great conversations that are, are having. It's a different way that they yeah. sort of um, are communicating, but I definitely like it. And hopefully we can do something, maybe a, a show or something in the future on Clubhouse. I would love that. Yeah, you can start your own club on there. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely can. But I'm good at conversations, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that when I'm having a conversation with people, it's it's so much better than me just getting out there talking. So I, I prefer to to engage with someone or with others yeah. when I'm having um, when I'm on a platform I- like that. People are, are, are hungry now are, are, and, and getting even more hungrier for these yeah. conversations about spirituality. Yes, so, um, so I'm looking forward to having more conversations with you and definitely doing something on, on Clubhouse so that we can have these conversations and see who else want to jump in 
and have questions because once you start talking about channeling and um light work and all these things people go what is that what are you doing (laughs) and and i think that that's where you're going to come in you know when you have a conversation you we're we're vibing off each other just having a conversation someone's listening in like what are you guys talking about what are you guys are what are you guys are doing you know and it gives you a chance to say well this is what we're doing this is what channeling is and Mm -hmm. this is why you know this this um lumerian language you know and so to me even i'm going to learn something in that process because um I know of channeling, but you know, I don't. I never channeled anything before. I'm just, I just, I'm a write a free. I call it free free writing or channel writing or transcribing. I, I do that. That's the most that I've done. And um, well, then that's your channeling ability. You know, yeah. you can call it something else, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, something that's unique to you. Uh huh. Because uh-huh. there's people who actually, I was just watching this YouTube about this one channeler who goes into this trance. And she connects with the angels and then she writes down, you know, word for word, the information that she's getting. And then she'll go on YouTube and she'll say the angels, this message for this week has, you know, to mm-hmm. tell us mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. prepare for this or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, something unique to yourself is where yeah. you channel something, whether that's in writing or in speaking, mm-hmm. you know, you're still channeling. And mm-hmm. you can phrase it, you can term it to whatever is unique to yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm I'm going to tap into that more. You know, call you, with my call you the Casey Edgar Casey. Thing. You know what? That would be I, I, that would be astounding. I would I would I would like to be awake for that. You know, you know, because he was he would be asleep. But I just find it just amazing. I saw a, several documentaries on him, and I I couldn't yeah, get enough. Yeah, he's amazing. You know, I couldn't yeah, get enough. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there's people who channel and they're awake. They remember everything that they channel. Yeah, and there's you know, people who channel and don't remember. You know, like Edgar Casey. Yeah. Yeah, like well, everybody's Hig- different. Helen Shookman, who wrote The Course of Miracles, um, mm-hmm. she was awake, and um, there was another person I, I listened to by the name of um, Jane Roberts, who channeled a entity named Seth, and I read you know several of the Seth books. Um, and she could remember most of it, but usually she, you know, she would go through different phases of it where she could remember, she couldn't remember, uh, depending on how deep she went. But, um, but so I definitely have been, you know, listening to channel material and, and, um, and it's been extremely helpful for me, especially the self books and the Course in Miracles have been great channel materials that have touched, you know, millions of people. So, um, so yeah, what we're doing here is is been around for a while, but I think people are now at a place where they're ready to really move forward on it in a way that it's um, socially, it's a social discussion about it. So that something that people like, you know, what is that, or something that Hollywood is sort of taken and made it into a some crazy horror film, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, oh god. <laughs> yeah, let's not even get started on the Ouija boards and all that stuff, you know. Oh, no. So 
you go, no, just stop. You know, this wasn't, you know, meant to be evil, you know, but right, they right. have really, they have really taken, you know, a lot of the stuff that is supposed to help humanity move forward. They have taken it and yeah. made it into something that people would be afraid of. You're like, that's not what they you distorted. Know. Yeah. yeah, they distorted it. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad. But it's 8 30. Yeah. I want to let you go. Um, but I enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> and Me too. We will do this it again. Yes. Yay, can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. All right. You have a good night, and I will you talk too. to you soon. Okay, bye. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye.